Welcome everyone to another episode of Heavy Forehands with Toro. This is your host, Felipe Acosta, and I hope you guys had a great weekend. We had a Labor Day weekend here in the United States, and I play a lot of tennis. I enjoy my break, and I'm ready to tackle this week again. Uh, before we start discussing the topic of today, which is the U.S. Open draw, both in the men's and the women's side, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be telling you guys to please submit your tennis videos so we can get the Toros Tips section going. I already have a couple on the on the pipeline, but I wanna have some uh, a couple more so we can have a really good episode and we can get that going. So, anyways, guys. Um, I also want to remind you to follow me on social media at Costa one and please subscribe to, to my channel on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Whatever platform you guys listen to, please click follow or subscribe. So anyways, let's get this going. Alright guys, let's get going. Let's take a look at the women's draw first. In the top of the draw, we have Ostapenko playing against Coco Goff. Um, who do I think is going gonna to win there? I think Ostapenko is a Grand Slam winner. But Coco is getting better year after year. I remember back in 2019 when she made the quarterfinals in the Wimbledon. And since then, people have been like hyping her up. And they've been expecting her to win a slam soon. I would gonna put Coco as the favorite here. I think she's gonna make at least the semis. And if I take a look here at the IBM Slam Tracker, which is an AI model that predicts the matches, the winner of the matches, I, they have Coco Goff to win at 67% probability. So not too bad for me. In the next quarterfinal matchup, we also have Sorana Sirtea, one of the veterans on the tour. She's 33 years old. Let's take a look at the match preview. Yeah, Sorana Sirtea, she is born in 1990. So, yes, 33 years old. She's the 30th seed, and he's, she's playing Mukova, um, the French Open finalist this year. Mukova is a really good player, actually. I was watching her play. Give me a sec. Let's check who did she play. Yeah, I saw her play when she played Wong. And she's so versatile. She can slice, she can hit heavy, she can move pretty well, hit drop shots. So she has a pretty all-around game. Uh, pretty good for Clay, the having that heavy shots. Um, but she's been doing well. That was a good match against Wong. So I'm going to put Mukova. She's the 10th seed uh, to beat Sorana Sirtea. I remember Sorana Sirtea used to be a, also a really good Clay core player. I think in the French Open 2009, she had a good run in, until quarterfinals. I think she beat Venus Williams back then. Uh, if you guys remember, it's been so many years ago, I cannot remember. Uh, please let me know in the comments. Uh, let's see who do we have as the favorite in the IBM Slam Tracker. Oh, okay, we have Mukova for 56% probability. Um, that's a pretty even match, but still I'm... So far, I'm 2 for 2 agreeing with the IBM Slam Tracker. And then on the bottom half of the draw, we have Madison Keys, one of the Americans, another American player, playing Bondrusova, the winner of Wimbledon this year. 
Mondrosova, lefty player. She has a really good forehand. I saw her playing against Stearns. And Stearns, she's, she used to be a college player. She play, played for Texas, and she was super pumped up, trying to bring the the energy, but Mondrosova was too strong. Stearns won the first set 7-6, and then Mondrosova, like, step on her after that. It was 6-3, 6-2, fairly easy. And Madison Keys, I believe she made the final of this tournament back in 2017, and she had a really good run in the 15 and 16 years. I think she was top 10 back then. But Bondrusova is a strong player. She's 99, so she's my age. And I, I think she hasn't lost since Wimbledon. No, I don't think so. No, she didn't win Cincinnati and Toronto. So, still, she's playing really well in fast surfaces, so she's a really good uh, hardcore player as well. And let's see who's the favorite in this matchup right here. Let's take a look. Bondrusova, Keys. I don't think I have, I don't think the IBM Slam Tracker is working. Hmm. They don't have it, they're getting ready. Okay, so I'm gonna decide that Bondrusova is gonna win the matchup there. And it's gonna be the first player in the semifinals in the bottom half of the draw. And then the last quarterfinal matchup will be Sheng against Savalenka. But Savalenka, man, is she's playing so good. She has big shots. She gets after each shot. She gets the ball so big. Uh, she beat Kazakina 6-1-6-3. So easy. Um and then, well, she's playing Shang. Shang is a really good player. She she beat Jaber. That Jaber is my favorite um, player on the um, on the on the women's tour. Actually, she slices the backhand. She has a really good forehand. She also another versatile player. Uh, but she lost against Shang fairly easy, six two six four. And Savalenka on these surfaces, she gets really strong. She gets after every shot. I think, I don't want to go over myself, but I think she's gonna, she's gonna be the favorite to win the tournament here. I think she's gonna beat Shang. Um, again, this is another matchup where we don't have the IBM favorite, the, we don't have the slam tracker, but I think Sauerenka is gonna get into the same eyes. And then, I forgot to mention actually, on the Upper half of the draw, we have Ostapenko playing Coco, and I put Coco as a favorite. But Ostapenko beat Swiatek in the round before, and, and I watched the match, and Swiatek was kind of shaky after a fairly decent first set. Ostapenko was getting after her forehand, so she Ostapenko has really big strokes. Around she she looks kind of heavy, being honest. Like he she's not a really good mover, but when the ball comes at her. She rips the ball. She hits the ball so big and flat. And Swiatek, it was kind of late on the forehand. He started shaking many forehands. And it in the press conference, she said that she has some analysis to do. Um, it's like she she wasn't too happy about her performance. So let, let's keep going. Let's take a look here at what the Semas will look like. I said Coco will beat Ostapenko and will play Mukova. And... And this is more uh, who I want to win. I don't know who's going to win here, but Bukova and Coco is going to be a really tough matchup. But I, hopefully Coco 
can get into the final, play his her first major final, if I'm correct. No, actually, it's her second because she played the French Open final in 22. Um, so yeah, hopefully she can play a final with her crowd. And then in the bottom half, the second semifinals, I think um, I said Bondrusova will play Sabalenka. And I think Sabalenka is going to take that one. And we will have a really good matchup between Sabalenka and, and Coco. And I mean, then it's going to be about experience, right? Sabalenka already won a major this year. Uh, but Coco is like knocking on the door. She She's ready to get her first. Um, she didn't win the French Open, but uh, but still, she's so young. She's only 19 years old, uh, and year after year, she's making strides to get better. Um, I think I want Coco to win, but honestly, if if I had to put money on the table, I would say Sabalenka will take the matchup between uh, the two players. So. That's that's my draw in the, on the WTA side. I have Sabalenka win the, the whole thing, and, and and we'll see how I do. Um, uh, let's we're gonna be catching up next weekend on Sunday after watching the whole draw, um, and and we'll see. We, maybe I'm completely wrong, and and all my predictions in the quarterfinals are are the opposite. So. Um, I wouldn't be making much money if that happens, right? <laughs> but anyways, that's uh, that's who I have. Sabalenka playing against Coco in the final. Uh, hopefully a three-setter, so it's more fun. Uh, and the environment in the Arturash Stadium if Coco gets to the final is gonna be insane. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. And let's take a look. How much are the how much is the price money if you get into the into the final rounds, dude? Look at this. If you win the US Open, you get three million bucks. Uh, not too shabby, right? Uh, the runner-up gets 1.5 million. And and really good US Open on uh, on the fair payments, the fair salary, uh, equal treatment to men and women. I believe the US Open has, yeah, they have the same salaries both to men and women. So that, that's awesome. That's what we want. Uh, look at these semifinals. They they make seven hundred seventy five grand. Um, that's a lot of money, man. I I wonder how much they keep after taxes. I heard from a couple of buddies that they take like maybe thirty forty percent uh, from the top, and then once you file your tax return, you can get maybe ten fifteen percent more. Um, so yeah, what you see here. Uh, that's not what actually goes into the players' pockets, but still, it's, it's a lot of money. All right, guys, that's all what I have in the women's side. Let's take a look at the men's side. Anyways, guys, let's take a look at the draw in the men's side, in the ATP side. So we're going to start all the way to the top, and we have Carlos Alcaraz, the first seed, who is playing on the quarterfinals, and he beat... Today, Arnaldi in straight sets. Good win for Carlos, 6-3, 6-3, And before that, he beat Daniel Evans in a really entertaining match in four setters. But both the players, they were hitting drop shots, slides, gloves. And Daniel Evans um, is, doesn't have a lot of shots. I mean, he can slice. He had pretty decent forehand. Uh, but the guy is crafty. He tries to find a way to grind. He's a good mover. 
and he tries to move the ball around and he runs after each ball and make made the match really interesting. Um, but I think like having only a slice on the backhand makes it really tough to play Carlos. But still, he made a four four set against Carlos. That's pretty impressive. And and yeah, Carlos beat Arnaldi and he's waiting for the the matchup between Sverev and Sinner who are playing right now. And they're about to go to the fourth set. And we have Sverev. Yeah, Sverev just won the, four, the third set 6-2. So it's 6-4 for Sverev, then 6-3 for Sinner, and then 6-2 for Sverev. Um, I'm pretty surprised, actually, after Sverev had a really tough matchup against Dimitrov. And, and I thought Sinner, after winning uh, the Toronto tournament, he was going to like loosen up and play really well in the US Open. Um, but still, uh, Sverev is getting back to his level. He remember that he got injured playing the French Open back in 2022. That where he, I think he, I don't know if the right word is broke, but I think he broke his his ankle, and he was like down for six months, like without playing. That's pretty tough, man. Imagine being in bed for six months not being able to walk, and and yeah, now he's about to beat Sinner. I remember Sinner and Carlos had a quarterfinal matchup that was insane last year. So it would be great if we can have a a, a rematch of that matchup uh, where Carlos beat Sinner in a five-setter, same match point. Uh, I mean, I would pay to watch that again, man. I, I, hopefully, uh, after I finish recording this, I'm going to continue watching the Sinner matchup and hopefully Sinner can turn it around and take it to the, to the fifth set. Um, I think the crowd likes Sinner, so I think uh, he's going to have the, the support from the crowd. Um, but still, even if Sinner makes it, I think I have Carlitos to, to beat him again. Um, I think on the big moments, Carlos is mentally stronger than Sinner, so I have Carlitos beating, um, beating Sinner or Zverev in the quarterfinals. Uh, in the second quarterfinal matchup of the upper part or the draw, we have Danny Medvedev uh, and the Rublev, um, which are supposed to be Russian, but they're not showing the flags. I mean, you know what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. They're they're still not uh, letting the the athletes to have to represent their country, and and I think Medvedev is way stronger than Rublev um, every time they play. I think Rublev only beat him once in the ATP World Tour Finals last year, but on a five-setter match, the US Open where Medvedev is really strong, Medvedev today beat Deminar uh, in four sets, and then he really had a good match against Baez, the Argentinian player. I think in the US Open, Danny is really strong, he has a really good serve, and, and from the baseline, he's so solid, and Rublev is gonna get tired of like swinging forehand, forehand, forehand and not being able to hit a winner against Danny. So I think it's gonna be a four set win for uh, Danny Medvedev and we're gonna have an interesting semis between Carlitos and Danny. Uh, going to the bottom part of the draw, we have Francis Tiafo and, and Ben Shelton, an American player here finally. And Tiafo, he gets pumped up playing the US Open. He loves playing the US Open. You guys remember last year, 
Uh, he made a good run, losing the semis against Carlitos. He beat Rafa, even though Rafa was not in the, his best shape. But still, anyways, he um, he always he loves playing the Arturash. He loves the energy of the Arturash. And Berchelton the same man. Like he didn't have. He had a good year early in the year. Remember, like when he made, I think quarterfinals in the Australian Open, but then. He was up and run, up and down. He didn't have a good clay court season, and then going into um, the Winston Salem tournament, the Cincinnati and Toronto. I don't think he won more than two matches there. Um, I mean, he's still young. He, I think he's 20 years old, about to turn 20. So he has a great future ahead of him, and it's awesome that he's now in the quarterfinals. And man, he hits the ball so big. He destroys the ball. Uh, I think he hit a serve that it was like 146 miles per hour. I mean, that's insane, man. What an arm. Um, he, he's a big dude. Um, he, he looks pretty strong. And he beat Tommy Paul. That Tommy is so solid. He can move around the court. He has solid forehand, solid backhand. And you need to break him down to win a point to him, dude. It's, it's, Tommy is a solid player. Um, but good for Ben. But hopefully, I like... I really like Francis Tiafo. Hopefully, Francis can get his match. And in this one, we actually have the match preview for this uh, quarterfinal matchup. Let's take a look. We have, we have. let's see, insights. Let's take a look who is the favorite to win. And in terms of likelihood to win, we have 55% for Francis Tiafo. Um, like I said, I also like Tiafo here. Um, I think he's a favorite and he. I think he's... Uh, I would like him to win. So um, the AI agrees with me. So uh, good for me. Let's see how how I do. In uh, I'm gonna report to you guys back in back on Sunday to see how I did against the AI model. And then in the bottom half of the draw, in the last quarterfinal matchup, we have Novak Djokovic, the Serbian against Taylor Fritz, the another American player. And I think. The head-to-head -head between these two fellows is 9-0 against for 9-0 for Joko. Uh, let me let me take a look. Let's let's see. Let's see the head-to-head -head between these two guys. Do we have that? Um, give me one sec, guys. Actually, head-to-head -head is 5-0. So, um, regardless, it's still Joko is the favorite, and I think he's gonna win. The AI model says that Joko is 54% favorite for this matchup. Um, I think it should be it should be higher. I would put him like 70 or 80% favorite. Um, but maybe Taylor gets fired up playing in the Arturash Stadium, and he's been doing well. He beat Striker uh, in three setters, and before that he also beat. He had a pretty tough matchup, I think, before that. No, actually, he beat Mensik straight set, 6-1, 6-2, 6 love. Um, he's doing well, actually. He's having, he's a nice seed and good for him making the quarterfinals. But still, I have Joko as a favorite. And, and let's go and take a look how will the semifinals will look like. Like I said, we have Carlitos against Medvedev. And, and I think I said it earlier in one of the first episodes. I think I said it in the Wimbledon episode where I think Carlos has a great game to be Medvedev. 
because he can mix up the paces, he can go big, he has all the shots, and and I think maybe the ball, maybe this ball doesn't bother Carlos at all. And I think unless Danny is moving so well that he's making each shot and really deep and making Carlos work, and he's serving big, like he's really serving big, and Carlos doesn't cannot get into the rhythm. Uh, it's gonna be really tough for Danny if that doesn't happen. So I think I'm gonna have Carlitos there to make the finals, and then who else do we have here? We have Francis playing against Joko, and I have the Joker beating that match. It's gonna be, I think, a straight set match, maybe a four setter. So again, we're gonna have a final between Carlos and Djokovic. That's my my prediction. We'll see if I'm I'm correct. Um, I think I have said it before. The when these two guys play at their level, they're so far ahead of the other guys. the The only way I see this uh, this happen in another way would be that they have a quarterfinal matchup that it is um, maybe like a five setter, like a five hour long match, and then. They go and play the same ice and they're physically tired, maybe kind of injured, and then they will lose. But if both of them are healthy uh, and they're good in 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 terms in terms of stamina, they should be in the finals. And and I think I said it before, Joko is the favorite to win this US Open. Hasn't won it since 2018. He made the final in 2021 where Medvedev plays so well, and I think Joko had some pressure to win like the four slams in, in a row. Remember that he was going for that record? Uh, he already had that record, actually, but he never did it in the, in the same calendar year. So he was going to for winning the four slams in a row in the same calendar year, and he did, couldn't get it because Medvedev played unreal. Um, and since then, he hasn't played the USO because last year, because of COVID, he, you know, Joko is against getting vaccinated. Uh, I mean, it's his choice, right? Uh, but the Americans didn't let him to get into the country. And, and that's fine. Joko, you need to follow the rules. And But now I think Joko is going to play against Carlitos and he's going to win. Uh, the US Open and that, that will bring him to, up to 24 majors. So yeah, that's my prediction. Let's see how it, I do. Um, we're going to be checking in next Sunday in the episode reaction of whatever the final is. Um, yeah, please make a comment. Let's see. Let me know your thoughts. Let me, let's see if we agree on who, are, who is the favorite to win in the, in the men's side of the talk. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I love the predicting aspect and then compare and see how I did. Uh, so please leave a comment. Let's see um, how you guys will have predicted these quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals match matches. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode this Sunday when we're going to be continuing this US Open discussion. But before you guys leave me here, please subscribe to my channel and also follow me on social media at feliacosta one and one more reminder to continue sending me ideas of how you guys want to 
continue this podcast where you guys want me to take this podcast. I have a couple of ideas I already share with you, but this is a podcast for you guys. So feel free to send me your opinion, your comments, and, and ideas of how to take this forward. So anyways, guys, thank you all one more time for listening. Heavy forehands with Toro. Have a good one.